the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I know a place. This is Crosswalk Colorado Springs on 100.7 The Word. Here's your host, Bob Bender. Good afternoon, Colorado Springs. Dr. Bob Bender here, and welcome to Crosswalk Colorado Springs. Hope you're having a great day. Hope you had a great week. As I was driving over here, it was 4.30, and the sun dipped behind the mountains. It reminds me of the place I was raised. I was raised in Germany. In fact, I was raised near the Black Forest in Germany. And lo and behold, the Lord assigns me to the other Schwarzwald, the other Black Forest in the world here in Colorado Springs. And I hope you're making the transition. I'm real proud of myself. I only had to take one nap this week. So I'm making it, and we'll all make it in a couple of weeks here. We'll get back where we need to be in line with with this new pattern Well, every time we meet, I promised you a word from God's Word. This is 100.7, the Word, and we gladly, proudly, if you will, minister the Word to Colorado Springs, up to Castle Rock, down to Pueblo, and we are excited at Salem Communications to be a medium of ministering the Word to you. I'm praying through the last week of Jesus' life, and this morning came across the passage. It's in at least two Gospels, Matthew and John. I think it's in Mark as well, where uh, Jesus is in the house of Lazarus, and they're in Bethany next to Jerusalem, and Mary anoints Jesus with the very costly fragrant perfume, and then it talks about also how the the disciples are concerned about it. But I, I want to give you this thought. What Mary did, think about it, in anointing Jesus, what she did was timely. Jesus said, she was the only one, implying by the by the by the fact he talked about the day of, of his burial. She was the only one who anointed Jesus before he died. What she did was timely. What she did was costly. It was costly perfume. What she did, she did humbly as she knelt at Jesus' feet. Every time we see Mary in Scripture, she is kneeling at Jesus' feet. What she did was purposefully. She had kept this fragrant bottle of perfume for this very reason. And what she did was fragrantly, the Bible says, and the fragrance fill the whole house. It was impressive. It impacted others. And what she did, she did eternally. Jesus said, what she has done will be spoken of from now on, and today we fulfill that prophecy. What What's the point? The point is, we have a ministry to Jesus. We have a ministry to Jesus, and would we minister to him out of what we have timely, costly, humbly, fragrantly, purposefully, and 
for eternity. Isn't that a wonderful story? I just get excited. I have to backslide to go to sleep every time I think about this story, what Mary did, and that we have a ministry to Jesus as well, and of course, to those around us as we humbly serve the Lord and serve Him. So take advantage of the opportunity just to sit with Jesus and and humbly spend time with Him and praise Him for what He has done. Lord, we appreciate you and thank you for Mary in the way she gave of herself to you, her heart posture. Lord, may that be our heart posture as well. We love you, Lord. We praise you. We thank you for your word that ministers life to us each time we encounter it. The letter kills, but the Spirit gives life through your word, Lord. In Jesus' name, bless our time together tonight. Amen. Amen. Well, I want you to join me tomorrow for Renee Shea Hardy, who has written a book, Forged from Toxicity to Emotional and Spiritual Freedom. So if you know somebody who's dealing with stuff, and all of us are dealing with something, tune in tomorrow, 5 o'clock, and we will visit with Renee. Well, things are happening around the world. I noted that a, a significant tattooist, uh, well-known, became a Christian today. Praise the Lord. I'm, I'm, I'm tatted all over, right? No, not at all, of course. But uh, I noted that, and so we rejoice anybody of significance coming to Christ, anybody at all. And then, of course, uh, sadly, sadly, we're made aware that there were some—and and it makes sense. I mean, if you see those videos, uh, tragically— uh, some journalists were embedded with the Hamas when uh, they did their insurgency and their terrorist attack, and that is disconcerting. And then they uplined that to our major news feeds, and and that is that is disconcerting. It certainly is. And when we think in terms of what's going on in Israel and Gaza, and when we think in terms of what's going in Ukraine, I think our first Emotional response. We think it should be anger. Our first emotional response ought to be grief. Grief over what all is happening, and it just breaks our hearts. We do grieve, and we do pray. We do pray, Lord, that uh, that the right will prevail, righteousness will prevail, and we pray, obviously, uh, that uh, casualties would be minimized. Israel's working on that. Believe it, they are. And God, just help us and help Israel in these days. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, this weekend is Veterans Day weekend, and I have some guests with me, lifelong friends. I'm so excited of introducing them in a moment. But when I arrived at the Black Forest Church, we had like 14 or 15 holidays and I, I said, I, I can't get any work done around here. Every seemed like every three weeks we're taken off. Can can we do something about this? Is, I hate to admit this. This is terrible. And so I, I, I just glanced at the calendar and I said, you know, we got all these holidays. We're taken off. Can we do something about that? And get some work done around here. And I said, what's what's this what's this holiday in November? <laughs> And two of the admins, both of whom, whose husbands were in the military, said, Pastor, that's Veterans Day. Let's not touch that one. It'd be to your, it'd be to your advantage we leave that one alone. I said, thank you. Thank you for saving me. Anyway, anecdotally, a little, a little humor, emphasis on a little. All right. I have as my guest, my dear friends, Colonel retired Brian Runkle and his beautiful wife, Beth. Welcome to Crosswalk. Thanks, Dr. Bob. It's great to be here. 
Yeah, it's such a pleasure. Thank you. It's my pleasure. Wow, we've been trying to do this, and lo and behold, it happens on on Veterans Day weekend. I wish I could claim that I planned it, but no, (laughs) it just happened. But hey, just pretend we planned this, okay? I tell you what, I'm so excited about having this couple in my studio as we talk about so many things of appropriateness this Veterans Day weekend. My father, of course, served in the in the Army, and he was a chaplain. So I'm a military brat and a preacher's kid. So, Brian, I'm just lucky to be alive, man. Amen. You follow me? <laughs> <laughs> lucky to be alive. And there are some perks in being in the military. A perk we had was, I was about 10 years old, veal flicking, uh, Germany. Dad, uh, I think I came home after school. I forget where I was. Dad walked in. He said, son, do you want to meet Elvis Presley? And I said, yeah, I'll meet Elvis wow. Presley. Sure. So he said, hop in the Jeep. So we hopped up and went up to the post. And I don't know if you've seen that iconic picture of Elvis playing his guitar on a bunk. Well, Elvis was down, and it's about the second floor, and so Elvis was just getting out of the, I forget it was the Jeep or whatever. I got to carry his duffel bag. It was heavy. (laughs) I barely made it up the stairs. And so he plopped it on his bunk, and and he, he signed his autograph. And I had Elvis Presley's autograph. Well, as a kid, wow. you know, I traded it for a sword, you know, or something wow. <laughs> when I was twelve or thirteen. So, being in the military has its perks. So, have you met somebody special, Brian? Being in the military, who who of note have you met? Can you beat that story? Let's see. Well, of course, everybody's serving, uh, really admire in a lot of different ways. I'm trying to think special. A lot of distinguished visitors. Four-star generals, uh, cool. Secretary of Defense. Which one, uh, those, Rumsfeld, those, or which one was that? One? Yes, yeah, 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 way back, yeah. Yeah. So, um, no, no, after after him. So it was, it was Secretary Gates. So, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, got it, got it. I just so, took a shot in the dark. Yeah. <laughs> well, so, neat. It's, really, it's it was a great experience. I thank God for it. Of course, I was not in the military myself. My dad was. And I got all kinds of, kinds of war stories. Well, well, how did you get in the military, Brian? And I want to hear your story when we return What is your story? So hang with me. We've got a beautiful story, wonderful testimony. See you in a minute here. Crosswalk Colorado Springs. Crosswalk Colorado Springs on 100.7. The Word. Welcome back to Crosswalk Colorado Springs. I have as my guests today retired Colonel Brian Runkle and his wife, Beth, who is a published author, or soon to be a published author, I should say. We'll get to that in a moment. And we're just visiting how Colorado Springs, epicenter of military bases. We have five bases here. We appreciate our veterans. We appreciate those who are preparing to serve the armed services, armed forces, those who are serving, those who have served. So God bless you. Thank God for you. Well, Brian Runkle, how did you become a pilot in the Air Force. Wow. Well, you know, I grew up also as a, a military kid. My, my dad, who's one of my heroes, he served for, also for 25 years wow. in the Air Force on active duty and uh, was instrumental in a lot of uh, our space programs that are, that are uh, airborne right now and flying. And my last job was he was the program director for GPS when they launched all the satellites up into the air. So cool. got to experience some of the, uh, you know, the experiences of a kid moving and Sitting set up at new places, but I grew up with a sense of admiration uh, for those in the military, but also a sense of, of service. And mm. um, I knew I wanted to serve at some time in some way. wasn't sure exactly Early how. Early? How when did this begin to I guess as a, in your life? as a kid, 10, wow. or, 10 or 12, something wow. like that. Cool. 
And then um, I knew I wanted to serve. Not sure how exactly I wanted to enter, but I, I knew I wanted to go to, to college. And I found out that they were offering a scholarship to go into through the ROTC program, wow. Reserve Officer Training Corps. And Which so, school? Uh, University of Virginia. Cool. And so I, uh, I, I took that opportunity. And came out and started my career serving as a program director and engineer, mm-hmm. basically doing research and development in a kind of an office environment. And But I decided pretty quickly soon after that I wanted to go ahead and pursue trying to become a pilot. Wow. And so over the period of the next uh, few years, uh, I applied and then finally got selected. And so I was thankful then to transition, uh, go to pilot training, and then spend the rest of my career uh, flying a variety of aircraft. Wow. Wonderful. Appreciate your service. Did you do combat? Uh, I did fly some combat missions. It wow. was they were um, uh, prior to nine eleven. I was got to fly F uh, fifteens over the southern part of Iraq. Mm-hmm. Um, we were, uh, you know, patrolling no fly zone, so it was operational aircraft loaded with missile and gun. I did not actually engage in combat, mm-hmm. so. Uh, I do separate my, myself from those who actually have engaged sure, and experienced sure. that level of uh, of service. Well, you bet. That's a two-edged sword. Glad yep. you didn't. Yep. And if you did and came out on the winning side, that'd be good, too. Yep. So, wow, it's quite a story. You kind of alluded to some of the opportunities and challenges generally in the military. Let's, let's move it to the, to the faith dimension. You can either tell your faith story now or save it for later. But what are what, – how does one share his faith in the military? Brian, I've heard that if you're in the military, you can't say a thing about Jesus or whatever. Uh, set me straight. What, how do you share your faith in the military context? I know you have. Well, you share your faith just by living it out day to day and uh, just being a, a follower of Christ. You are allowed to uh, speak about God, share your faith, talk about Jesus. What the, uh, what the military tries to stay away from is proselytization, so okay. any sort of you know, high-pressure uh, you know, using your position or rank in a way to, to influence others or, um, you know, kind yeah. of doing the, doing, do, doing the hard say. sell. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, there are plenty That's of good. opportunities to share your faith. You can, um, you know, you give God credit when good things are happening mm-hmm. and you, uh, you know, try to demonstrate the fruit of the spirit each and every day through your attitude, through your integrity, through your actions, just how you treat people. Yeah. So and yeah. how, you, how, how seriously you take the job. Oh, that's but, great. Uh, that's but that was something I learned later on in my career. Okay, um, because you didn't start out as a believer. That's correct. That's correct. What's yes. your faith story then? Yes. Well, um, uh, short version. Uh, you know, grew up going to church occasionally, but was not ever really walking with the Lord or um, truly em- embracing the faith. And uh, went through, started my career in the military, and I was a uh, about five or six years in, and. Um, Actually, I guess about five years in, when I married this uh, wonderful lady next to me here, and and actually neither one How of us meet? were believers uh, at my sister's wedding. Okay, so cool. That's a good place. She to meet. was a well, bridesmaid. Wasn't a bar. I just <laughs> afraid you'd say a bar <laughs> because you weren't a Christian. She was a bridesmaid. I was a groomsman. So yes, oh, wow. that, that actually does were you happen. Paired up, or you had to. Nah. Uh, I, I well, we met each other at the dinner, but night before or the uh-huh. rehearsal, rather, and then I did ask the wedding planner to Paris, and but it was too late. So, uh, too late. They already <laughs> got you separated. Let's just say we were paired up the rest of the time after the wedding, so <laughs> hanging funny. out, hanging out, getting to know each other. So, and uh, yeah, pr- praise the Lord. He, uh, he both, neither one of us were actually true believers when we wow. got married. Wow, and we both uh, came to know the Lord kind of through the same time period. Wow, wow, that's after awesome. after married and after serving on active duty. Wow. Praise the Lord for that. Amen. Appreciate your faith story. Well, Beth, give me your side of the story here. Uh, your 
faith story, which Brian, of course, alluded to it, and and the challenges and opportunities as a Christian spouse of a service man. Sure. Well, I think it's important to note that we dated long distance, so I really had no idea what marrying someone in the military would look like. And that's God's sovereignty, because I'm very happily married. But had I have known, Mm -hmm. I would have probably... um, chosen not to marry him because no, it's just no giving up particular just giving up complete control mm. um and also uh the first year of our marriage we moved three times wow um mm. and then once we showed up at that location he deployed for how long um it's just a few months but he Still, came back deployed you're newlywed, again. right yes wow. so it was kind of like wow this wasn't what i signed up for mm-hmm. and what i found was that i found myself being bitter Mm. reluctant and and selfish and not really enjoying this military lifestyle. Sure, because this is BC again. Yes, this got is it. before Christ. Okay, right. got it. Um naturally and, so. I mean, it's understandable. Yeah, well, and you know, I didn't have the trust in a sovereign God mm-hmm. or a relationship mm-hmm. with him to mm-hmm. lean on. Um so obviously my lack of support was making marriage difficult. Because this is Brian's calling. This mm-hmm. is this is his passion. Mm-hmm. And here I am, you know, not being supportive. Um, and when we moved to that next location, we ran into some people that Brian had gone to college with who had become believers. And they invited us to get involved in their Bible study. And that was on the book of Genesis. Mm. And in that study, God revealed himself to us, revealed that we didn't have a relationship with him. Mm-hmm. And that we were sinners in need of saving. And that dramatically transformed our marriage when we surrendered our lives to Christ. Mm -hmm. Because we began to see that there's a biblical blueprint for marriage. And wow, we were not doing that. Mm -hmm. Um, And then just really, you know, began to look to God. And I think the biggest thing for me was to see that if God had ordained for me to marry this man, which was a great man. Mm -hmm that he had ordained for me to be a military spouse and to really be on mission as we moved around and had all the Mm -hmm. turmoil and that it was a calling for me too, even if I didn't choose it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Let the, let the government pay to move you and be a witness wherever the Lord sends you under his sovereign will. And Brian, did you see a change in Beth's life? Uh, Yes, I did. Yeah, it definitely, you know, you know, part of, part of the story as well for me is, once uh once I realized that you know I needed to figure out the truth about where you know who God was and and whether or not it, you know it I needed to take it seriously um there were some uh there were people in my squadron serving on active duty. You asked a question earlier about sharing your faith, and mm-hmm. they were open with their faith they wow. were they were standing out with how they lived and how mm-hmm. they acted and how they how they uh, treated others and so I had a chance to talk to them, and they were open you know with their faith mm-hmm. sharing that with me. And so soon after we, uh, uh, we, we gave our lives to Christ, um, we were able to attend a weekend marriage getaway conference wow. called Weekend to Remember. In fact, it happens every February here at, uh, in the Springs at Broadmoor. And, um, and that transformed our marriage. Wow. And so when you ask, we, we realized then that God had a better plan for marriage that we did. Mm-hmm. And um, we came back from that uh, not only excited to Try to do it, do it better, but also share that uh, truth with with others. Which ultimately led to, and we'll get to it in a moment, a, a ministry in that vein. Yes. Yes. Wow. Wow. And of course, I'm sure you saw the change in Brian's life, Beth. 
Yes. That Jesus made. Yes, although he was always a really great guy. There you go. Just made a good guy better. Absolutely. Amen. When we return, we're going to talk about Beth's book and the challenges, opportunities to minister not only to military personnel, but spouses who serve alongside them. See you in a moment. This is Crosswalk, Colorado Springs, on 100.7, The Word. Welcome back, Colorado Springs and the environs. Thank you this weekend, Veterans Day weekend, to have the opportunity of visiting with retired Colonel Brian Runkle and his wife, Beth. We were talking to Beth when we had our break about the challenges and opportunities of being a military spouse, particularly female. You want to elaborate on that a little bit, Beth? Because I tell you what, you guys sacrifice as much and maybe even more than the For actual sure. servicemen and service women. Could you speak to that, please, Beth, how the Lord shepherded you through this season? Sure. I think one of the initial uh, changes that was really hard was just the constant change, frequent moving, yes. frequent deployment, spouse not there, um, starting over frequently. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also in the beginning, I had been very career-minded. And so all of a sudden my career you know, is kind of in the shadow of his. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you move to a small town, it's hard to find work. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when you add kids in the mix, it just gets lots more challenges. Um, but one of the things that God did when we were studying Genesis as we were coming to Christ was God showed me that there was a character in the Bible that shared many of the challenges that I did. Wow. And that's Sarah. Hmm. Um, and I saw this. Right away. I I actually felt very seen by God. You know, when God called Sarah and Abraham to go to a land, I will show you. That's a permanent change of station, what we call in the military PCS. Yes. And I did that often. Well, if you'll remember one of the names of God, I'm not telling you anything you don't know, is, uh, forget the Hebrew name, but Hagar was in the wilderness. And God appealed to her and said, I am a God, God who, who sees Lahai Roy. Isn't that neat? Right in that same story. You yes. are a God who sees. Yes. And I saw, you know, Sarah was constantly resettling. Only they were doing it on the backs of camels and donkeys mm-hmm. in tents. I at least had movers <laughs> to come and pack up my household belongings. Um, I also saw that when... Abraham went off to fight the four kings with his 318 trained men. That's a combat deployment. Wow. And, you know, Sarah was waiting in her home tent mm-hmm. yes. while Abraham went off. Um, Concerned about him, undoubtedly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he wasn't a military commander. Mm-hmm. Um, he had some training, and I believe his men did. Um, and I, I believe she would have turned to prayer. You know, that doesn't say yep. that in the scriptures. Mm-hmm. But that I saw that as a really important role. Um, I also think that she probably struggled with loneliness. You know, she and Abraham were in a completely new culture. That's right. That's right. Um, you know, and then there's the whole journey to Egypt. I mean, there were lots of challenges. Um, and I also saw a man that was leading his country because he was starting a nation mm-hmm. um, and serving his country, but also trying to serve his God um, and be a spiritual leader. Um, and that really spoke to me. You know, one of the things I wasn't doing very well is I was trying to lead us Mm -hmm. spiritually. Mm -hmm. Um, A strong personality, I assume. Yes. 
And unfortunately, I was sometimes louder than the Holy Spirit in Brian's mm-hmm. life, you know, mm-hmm. with nagging. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also in Genesis, you know, God showed me in 2.18 when he, you know, called Eve, I will make a helper. Mm-hmm. You know, the Hebrew word for that, one of the definitions that I saw for helper is life-giving counterpart. Mm-hmm. And that dramatically spoke to me because I was like, Wow. I'm kind of a life-sucking counterpart at times. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I needed to trust God and just pray and worry about my own spiritual life and let Brian lead. Um, and it didn't come overnight, mm-hmm. but I sure. learned that we would work a lot better if I let him lead. I mean, and he was a phenomenal leader. Mm-hmm. He led multiple groups sure. in the military. Yeah. yeah. Um, but sometimes I got in the way of letting him lead our family mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Wow, that is a great testimony. Death and life from the power of the tongue. I believe that's Proverbs eighteen twenty one, mm-hmm. And I'm sure you transitioned into life. And there are energy givers, energy takers, and energy wasters. So what I hear you saying is you wanted to be an energy giver. Yes. And that word helper is used of God. Did you know that? Absolutely. And it's mentioned in the New Testament as the Holy Spirit. But yeah, I believe it's 99 times God uses that term to refer Mm -hmm. to himself. Yes, yes. That is a beautiful testimony of how the Lord had worked in your life and is continuing to work in your life. My father was a chaplain, Brian, and he had a colonel. It was... uh, in Oklahoma, Fort Sill, and he'd come home. He normally didn't talk about, obviously, his conversations, but he said, I'm concerned about my colonel. And I said, why? He said, well, he just commands his family like they're part of his unit. Mm-hmm. And I keep telling him, you can't lead like that. You know, you got to uh, lead humbly with strength, but in humility. You mm-hmm. can't lead your family like you do your soldiers. And sure enough, one one day, Brian, Beth, dad came home, said, well, I lost the battle. And I said, why? He said, well, this colonel kept giving marching orders to his family, and he came home one day, and the family had marched off. Mm, That's too bad. (laughs) (laughs) Too bad. That's right. So that speaks to both sides, obviously, of the marriage relationship, Mm -hmm. how how there is strength in in humility, kind of like our introductory story with Mary. But wow, what a journey, what a life change, and you are our partners. And one thing I tried tried to do was, you know, regularly reaffirm Beth that, you know, she was my priority, even though duty would Mm -hmm. call at times. Yes. And, And let her know, even though I had a mission to do, that... I would rather be with her wow. you know, many of those times, and I would try to thank her as well as my kids. Sure. I tried to remind them frequently, too, that I appreciated their service and their sacrifice because I knew it was. Yes, and they, yes. were, they were obviously huge in, in, in all that we did. Yeah, I also bet. learned yeah. how to manage expectations mm-hmm. and to know, because Brian did tell me often, I wish I could be with you. I wish I could be mm-hmm. here. Um, and sometimes, you know, he would tell me, I'll, I'll be home for dinner. And I learned I had to manage expectations because he wanted mm-hmm. to be home for dinner, mm-hmm. but not give him a hard time because duty to country called mm-hmm. yeah, and yeah. not give him a hard time because he wasn't mm-hmm. able to be home for dinner because I knew he was there when he could mm-hmm. be. And I knew yeah. that he really did put us first yeah. when he could. Right, right. Beverly and I have a, a phrase, a, a statement, a word. It's called withness. 
as long as we know we are with one another psychologically and spiritually, even though we can't be together, because mm-hmm. you're you're talking about a pastor's wife, right? <laughs> you don't realize it, but many of the parallels, uh, pastor's yeah, wife similar. as well. But to our veterans out there, to our spouses, hope this is an encouragement to you. And Beth, is there anything else you would like to? If I'm say pretend I'm a I'm a military spouse here, I'm a female. What encouragement would you give to me? Even if you have to repeat something you've said mm-hmm. in helping me in my role, married to a military man. Um, I think it's just to have a perspective shift. You can be bitter about all the change and mm-hmm. all that's out of your control, mm-hmm. but ultimately. It's an opportunity to lean into the sovereignty of God. Mm -hmm. Uh, Your life is going to be out of your control. Mm -hmm. It is. So much of your life is going to be out of your control. And it's going to be hard on you. It's going to be hard on your kids. But nothing is outside of the control of the sovereign Lord. He outranks even Mm -hmm. the generals. And I believe that all the moves, all the change. Mm -hmm. We had 14 of them, by the way. Wow. They were being orchestrated by the Lord to Mm -hmm. do his purposes and ultimately to give us impact on other people's lives. Yes. And I, I look back at it now. I loved the military life because we had the opportunity to influence so many people and point them to the ultimate light mm-hmm. giver, yes. which is Jesus Christ mm-hmm. that we all need. And just impact people's lives. All the wonderful people. We have people all over the world that we sure. know yeah. Yeah. because of all that opportunity. And it made us better people. I mean, I am such a dramatically better person because of all the change and turmoil and what Christ did in me. And thankfully, we were able to see each time we went to a new place, that was an opportunity that God had given us to do something for him. Amen. God sows the seed in the world. We're the good good children, good seed. He sows us where he wants. We want to flourish where he's planted us. When we return, Beth will unpack her book, and we'll have a great closing session. See you in a moment. Welcome back, team. Good to have everyone listening tonight and appreciate what you mean to our community. And we have an opportunity to live in a great place. There are five bases here in Colorado Springs. Great military presence. Great nonprofit presence. I tell you what. This is the best place on the planet to live. Are we blessed or what? We love it. Yes. It's great. Well, Beth, unpack your book a little bit further and a website and uh, what else you're working on. And then I want to hear what the ministry y'all are involved in today. Yes, I've already mentioned the parallels that I saw with Sarah's life and that of a military wife. Um, And I I did not really pursue this my own, but eventually um, God developed a path for me to write a book for military wives Cool for military wives. Wow. What a need. Is there anything out there directed to military wives? There are a few things, but there's not a lot of biblically based content. Um, And I think one of the things I want to teach these military wives is that the word is relevant for us today. Um, So the book is releasing. It's um, in October of 24. So a little less than a year from now, it's being published with B and H publishing. Good. And it's going to be called Another Move, God, 30 Encouragements for Embracing Your Life as Military Wife. And it really just goes from Genesis 12 through 22, looking at the parallels um, between Sarah's life and a military wife and the lessons that I believe that God would have 
her learn from her life, but most importantly, trusting in the sovereignty of God who mm-hmm. maintains divine control over all the uncertainty in that wife's life. Wow, that's a great word, a great word. Now, do you have a website? Uh, or Yes. Um, so I have a blog, and yeah. I blog about um, just uh, Christian content for military wives. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, there's something that I think all of your listeners might appreciate this Veterans Day weekend. I have a resource up there called 25 Ways to Pray for the Military. And so this could be for anybody. Yes. You have a family member, a, a a nephew, um, a grandchild, sure. um, and it's scripturally based. So it's based on 25 scriptures, and it's just wow. how to practically pray for them. What does that look like? Or even if you just have a neighbor, somebody across the street, sure. how can you pray for them how's as they this, serve in harm's that, How do we access this what website? So at my website is bethrunkle.com. Spell Runkle, please. R-U-N-K-L-E, and that's all one word, bethrunkle.com. Com. And right up at the top in the menu, you'll see the link for the okay. 25 ways to pray for the military. Great, great. What a resource. Beth, you are a rock star. Brian, you are a rock star. I will say for our listeners, you're two of my best seminary students as well <laughs> right here. And two of our missionaries from our church, Cross Fellowship Church. So, Brian, talk about your ministry, please. Yes, what we you do. Uh, we are uh, missionaries to the military now. And as mentioned, we once we... Uh, we're saved. We spent the rest of our time on active duty trying to serve the Lord, and and we did different ministry while while we were finishing the career. But then uh, once I retired, we decided to go into full time ministry, and we serve now at the Military Ministry of Crew, and that's spelled C R U. And uh, only a few minutes left, but you know, Crew has been around since 1951, originally known as Campus Crusade for Christ. Right. And More start, spiritual laws, how to be filled there, with the Spirit. There you go. Started college <laughs> campus, UCLA, 1965. An Air Force colonel approached uh, Dr. Bright and and mentioned to him that, you know, we've got all these folks going to Vietnam. They're not all coming back. And we realized there was a need for uh, crew to focus some ministry towards the military community. Wow. And so crew military, as it's known now, has been around since 1965. And, you know, we are the mission of crews to win, build and sin. We win folks to Christ through evangelism and outreach. We build them in their faith through discipleship, mentoring, and then we send them out in the world to do the same. And the beauty of military ministry is that, you know, Uncle Sam's going to be sending people out all the time mm-hmm. with the PCSs and the deployments, et cetera. But we, on operational basis, we partner with chaplains generally, and our goal is to basically help them to uh, strengthen and develop the spiritual fitness of those who are serving on active duty and also hoping to increase readiness and resiliency. And that, of course, mm-hmm. you know, starts with an understanding of the gospel, the good news of Jesus, but also sharing the hope and healing that comes through uh, various areas of ministry. And uh, we, we're at about almost 60 um, locations in the U.S., 32 nations around the, the globe. Wow. And we have a, you know, we, we do a, a variety of discipleship, whether it's one-on-one or in, in large group, large groups uh, with uh, different uh, sort of discipleship materials. Couples we, as well, I'm sure. Yes, well, that's yeah. another area of ministry is the military family. Mm. And so we, we, we host, a, like Beth and I, that's one of our big hearts for ministry is with the military couples based on you know, our own uh, background. And so we will host uh, small group studies. We'll help chaplains maybe host a, a weekend retreat or, or a seminar. Oh, yeah. Um, and then we partner with Family Life, which is also a ministry mm-hmm. of crew, and they do their weekends to remember to, to connect with couples. Yes. And, then, and I uh, worked one of those, by the way. Uh, yes. And another, another area of ministry is helping people deal with uh, trauma, oh, man, right? the yeah. trauma ministry. And yeah. so everything from combat trauma to any, any, anything else that, uh, uh, that, that might be involved there. 
And then there's a lot of focus on women's ministry, whether it's spouses or those that are that are actually serving. Mm-hmm. Uh, but our but our heart is not just to, um, you know, a part of our building in the faith is to develop Christ-centered, multiplying disciples. Mm-hmm. And so we share the hope and healing that we know only comes through a relationship with Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit, but then also try to equip and encourage them to live out their faith while serving on active duty, uh, whether they're wearing the uniform or serving as a, as a family member, and then sharing that with others. So... Uh, lots of different resources, people around to help, and um, yeah, we just feel honored and privileged to do that. So with all the bases here in Colorado Springs, wow. uh, we have an opportunity to do that, and then also partnering uh, with some folks at the Academy. Wow, that is that is awesome. And you've been doing uh, down here 10 years? Been at it 10 uh, years? Been about or six what? years now. Okay, yeah, six, going okay, on, great. Going all, on all here in the Springs? Yes. And you're all the only crew couple here? Doing this or the military, team? The, the, military the, the only crew military. Yeah, there are yeah. some other crew as, you know, a couple dozen different areas of ministry Good. that they can focus in. And so there's other crew members here. So you have some companionship and synergy with others. Yes. And we love thing. to we'd love to get also, you know, we have volunteers in the area yep. that, that help us as well. And, you know, that's that's for anybody all around, you know, the, the, the nation of the world. Yeah, Anybody who has a heart for the military or a veteran or retired, we, we could there is. Thousands of military here in the local area, so we could definitely use some help to reach more people for Jesus Christ, and we can help equip you. Yes. How do they contact you? Should one of our listeners get a fire under them right now? So they can just go to my website because there's a contact me. Okay. Um, And also there is a waiting list uh, for my book if you wanted to join that because I know it's a while before it comes out. BethRunkle.com, you say? Yes. But, Brian? And then for the military ministry, you'd go to crew military, mm-hmm. org, okay. okay. And then there's an area there you also do backslash serve, but there you can find a way to find areas uh, that you can serve. But there you also go there to find resources and help for for yourself. You know, Good. somebody can reach out to to help you through whatever uh, challenge or ministry um, opportunity that you're you're dealing with at the time. Yeah, right. because there are definite challenges. And yeah. we also but partner, it is definitely easier yeah. to do it walking hand in hand with the Lord. And sometimes it takes other people to help us walk hand in hand with the Lord. Sure, And we're also happy to help with uh, local pastors, you know, as they have military ministries in their their churches, as you know. Great, yeah, great resource there. Well, we've got about a minute here. Is there a quick uh, win you've had recently, spiritually? What's the latest win you've had? Uh, One that stands out, I should say. Yeah, well, I mean, we've we've seen so many couples uh, that have been, uh, you know, stayed together because of the the hope they wow. have once they uh, they they learn some of the the biblical principles mm-hmm. towards marriage. We've seen also on the on the trauma side, couples that uh, are, are working through that that continue to see their uh, the spiritual foundation for healing. Good. And then uh, with whether it's uh, cadets or active duty service members, lots of just discipleship, building them in their faith and, and really equipping them to live out that faith on active duty boldly mm-hmm. yes, um, yes. as a representative for Christ and as a light out there in the, in the dark world. You bet. Great so. opportunity. Well, Brian, what one thing would you leave with our listeners? What would you challenge them with? Well, you know, first of all, happy, happy Veterans Day, right? I mean, every, every veteran has a unique story of what they faced, of uh, what they saw, what they experienced. Um, there are some out there that are struggling with visible wounds. There are some mm-hmm. that are struggling with, with invisible wounds. So 
what I want to leave you with is a thank you. You know, wow. certainly for those that are serving and for the veterans as well. There is hope out there. Reach out if you need it. And also uh, opportunities to pour back into the military and continue serving. So thank you. Amen. And thank you, Beth and Ryan Runk, Brian Runkle. And thank you, Lord, for our veterans and our country. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for joining us. Have a great evening. Point seven. The word. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.